Welcome to the Freedom City Church podcast, a podcast designed to help your faith thrive. We hope you enjoy today's message. Alright, I'm going to share with you today something that at the moment God's speaking to me week by week about, is about the idea of purpose. You, to the slide, you did that on purpose. Did you ever hear someone say that? Did your sibling ever say that? You did that on purpose. Ah, uh, no, you did that. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Um, I just thought it was a funny title. It doesn't. It doesn't actually play that much into the sermon, but I just thought it was a funny <laughs> title. Uh, but I want to talk to you about living a life of purpose. And purpose is a fundamental part of humanity because there's an inherent desire for everyone to know what is the reason I'm here on earth. I don't know if you've ever heard those stats of the, uh, about people Googling. It's like what well, some of the, the top Google questions are, what am I on here, what was my purpose? What am I on earth for? Um, I actually Googled that and that's not true, but it's the, the sentiments there. I think some of the stuff was like, I, I, I think the ten, number 10 of the top 10 Googled questions was how do I hack Facebook? And so there's, there's some really modern, relevant ones, not these existential big ones, they're like there's some really um, contemporary ones in there. But I want to read a passage from Romans, because I really want to underpin this sermon with the Word of God, because when we talk about purpose, sometimes it feels like a TED talk, or we've heard, like, just live your best life, all these sorts of things. And so I really want to underpin this message with the Word of God. Is that good? Yeah. That is good. I agree. If I... If I'm just talking and you don't respond to me, and I said I feel like I'm, you responded to me because I thought you responded to me because I can't hear you. Anyway, Romans Romans twelve one to eight. A living sacrifice is quite small, a lot smaller than I expected it to be. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. We can skip past that one. We don't like that verse. We don't like that part. We'll skip past that one. I'm holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. That is such a loaded passage. Such a loaded passage. Um, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself or herself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God as a sign. That's a loaded sentence there as well. Uh, for as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the gifts the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy in a proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes Generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. That passage, I've heard that passage preached on so many times. And it's, it's a great passage. But have you ever seen someone who's just so passionate about their job or their hobby and you, you wish you knew what it felt like? Have you ever had that? You're like, I just wish that, oh, you just love painting, or you just love the soil, you just love soil, like, it's good, 
I wish I knew what you said. <laughs> That's like, like, and you, you look at them, you're like, why don't I feel that in my life or my, what I do? Why don't I feel that passion or that sense of purpose in what I'm doing? And it can be frustrating to see someone be like, oh, I'm walking in my calling. I'm walking in God's purpose for my life. And you're like, well, shut up. And it's like, I'd love to know what that feels like. I don't know if, you, if you're rhetorically putting your hands up or whatnot, but I like proverbially putting your hands up. Like, sometimes it does feel like, what am, I, what am I here for? What is my purpose on earth? I, don't, I know what I'm doing and I, and I enjoy what I'm doing, but I wouldn't say, you know, has anyone ever said, if you weren't doing the job you were doing, if money wasn't a factor, where would you end up? And so many of us end up somewhere else. Yeah, so, so many people would be like, actually, I don't want to be an accountant, or I don't want to be a pastor, I don't want to be... Like, so many people end up saying, oh, if, if money wasn't a factor, this would be what would give me passion. And I'm not, I don't want to come here to be like, Stop, just stop doing that. I don't want to come in and say, like, stop having those thoughts or those feelings. What I want to say is that there is a biblical, uh, there's a biblical directive here for us that if we understand what purpose actually is, that we may not get bogged down in those thoughts of dissatisfaction or these thoughts of I'm wasting my life away, and we can actually start living in the purpose that God has for us. I want to live a life of purpose. Who, Hands up if you want to live a life of purpose. I want to know that God can use me. I want to know that God is going to work through me. I want to know these things. But sometimes we sit there and we say, well, I thought this is what I was meant to do. And it doesn't feel as though God's using me as much as he could or should. I want, I want to do a little activity here. I want you to find one person and you have two minutes. I want you to tell them what your purpose on earth is. And if you don't know, this is huge, and this is meant to be difficult. Maybe you can do a group for three. If you don't know what it is, that's totally fine, but you're gonna have two minutes to turn to the person next to you and say, this is what I believe my purpose on earth is. All right, two minutes, go.
Yes, someone online said that's a big question. It is a big question. Uh, 10 seconds and wrapping it up. Purpose. It's really interesting like, when you ask someone what their purpose is because it's they kind of what the, the answer will be very indicative of the understanding of what purpose is. So we if we know like say if my if I've only had vanilla ice cream in my life and that sounds like what's your favorite flavor ice cream I'm like vanilla. Yeah, you know, you know, the limits of your understanding will impact the way that you perceive or outwork something. You know, and I don't know, I don't know if I spoke, I spoke to people about this, but after my heart attack, I was really like, what is the point of purpose? Everyone's talking about purpose, and I'm like, I was, I was on a run as this pastor serving the Lord at 30 years old, and I had a heart attack. You know. Why wouldn't God protect me from that? You know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, and I'm t- looking at purpose, and I'm looking at through the lens of things that have happened to me and the, the different um, highs but lows moments in my life. And animosity really started to build up because I remember saying, there's no, I remember saying, I don't think there's any such thing as purpose. I think it's just a, a word that we throw around, which is just a cool word. It's a catchphrase, you know. I'll live a life of purpose, you know, the purpose driven life. I remember. Sitting on this for years to the point where, annoyingly, God's just been like nagging me about this idea of purpose. But when I was getting real narky about it, there was disappointment, there was grief, there was there's a, there's a sense of being lost. That as a pastor, I'm doing my best, and I almost die when I'm trying to get healthy. And I'm like, well, God, what's the point of me doing this if it's going to avail to nothing? You know, what is what is the purpose if it could all just be taken away like that? And sometimes we can look at our lives and we'd be like, well, why am I not seeing the fruit that I thought I'd be seeing? Why am I not feeling the way that I thought? Why is it not a joy to go to work every day? You know, and I, I realized that it wasn't the fact that I didn't have purpose, I just misunderstood what purpose was. I misunderstood and I became disillusioned towards this idea of purpose because I was looking at it from a very superficial sense of my purpose is my passion. And it's like, well, maybe your purpose isn't your passion. I'm passionate about Manchester United. It doesn't mean that's my purpose. You know, but my purpose, when I find Purpose, true purpose, 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 God will unlock and unfold a new reality for our lives. What I mean by this, I was talking to my friend Luke Bates. Luke Bates is a pastor from Red Door, and he and I get along like a house on fire because we're both theology nerds. He, he is the person I go to and I say, hey, what do you think this means? And he says, oh, this is what it means, blah, blah, blah. And he references passages and whatnot. And so I was just, I was just chatting to him. I said, "Hey, man, what do you think about purpose?" And I said, "Obviously, uh, we we hear it in a very superficial sense, you know, live a life of purpose, this and that." And you're like, "What does what does that even mean?" And he said to me, and this is where I want to focus 
the rest of my, my sermon. He said, if we only, might be up there. Is it up there? No. Ah, if we only view purpose from an individual perspective, we will miss the richness of God's purpose for our lives. Let me say that again. If we only view purpose from an individual perspective, we will miss the richness of God's purpose for our lives. So today, let's be prepared to lay down some individual idols before God. Let's be prepared to see God's perspective on this. And I've got a diagram to help us understand purpose in the, the kingdom. Who's ever heard of macro, miso, micro? These are different types of soil. Ajayas, it's the different levels. As inside Joker Gen, yeah, he's like, um, macro, miso, micro. You've probably heard of macro before, or micro before, but macro, miso, micro, and this is, this is just something that um, I whack together, but I think it, it, it paints it really well. Macro means overall, miso means middle, and micro means small. Actually, mi actually micro means extremely small. So it's macro, miso, micro. And I actually, I googled this whole macro, miso, micro, and I found a journal article. And I read the journal article, and this is what, uh, a picture here that describes um, macro, miso, micro. So macro, society as a whole, political, economic, social factors. Miso, parts of the society, groups, or organization, or micro, actions of individuals. So if you jump back to the other one, well, the last slide, you're going to have macro purpose, meso purpose, and micro purpose. I tell you right here, right now, a lot of us find our purpose purely in the individual. A lot of us are like, this is my passion, this is my purpose, this is what I've been called to do, this is what I love and I enjoy. A lot of our purpose is found purely in the individual. And when we find purpose purely in the individual, what we find is it's easier to leave behind the miso and the macro. It's easier to walk away and say, well, this is my purpose, so I'm gonna pursue my purpose. I'm gonna pursue my individual purpose. Is it inherently wrong? No, but it, what, where it does become a stumbling block is when the micro informs the macro. What does that mean? When my, when my feeling of this is my individual purpose informs the macro, the overall larger perspective, that's when it becomes a stumbling block. And let me just continue on here. Are you following me? In your two minutes, where you said to someone, this is my purpose, would you describe it as macro, miso, or micro? You don't, have to, you don't have to yell it out, that's totally fine. But what would you describe it as? Because I initially described it as micro. Like, so my individual, I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor, you know, this, this is my purpose, to be a pastor. And I thought about it, and I was like, I'm a pastor, wherever I go, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor here, I'm a pastor there. As she said, I told Charlie and Ollie, they're like, they're like, Dad, what's your job? I'm, like, I'm a pastor. And they just started laughing. They're like, 
Because I just thought, like, it's possible. I've been changing. But it's like, but that's also, that's my calling. That's my purpose. I'm a pastor. And, and it's, but what's so interesting about this is that if we view our purpose purely from an individual perspective, we're going to miss out on the meso, and we're going to miss out on the macro, and we're going to miss out and realizing that we are actually all part of one big purpose that God has for our lives. We need to think bigger. Turn to the person next to you and say, you need to think bigger. Better, faster, stronger. If you are struggling to figure out what your purpose is today, can I tell you, I know two of your purposes. I'll tell you two of what your purposes. I'll tell you a couple of more of your purposes. The one where I might struggle is your macro, micro. But I can tell you your macro and your meso purpose. I've done the study. I've had the conversations. I've read the journal articles. I can tell you your macro and your meso purpose. You have purpose. This is not one of those like TED talks where I'm like, you have purpose. Go and make coffee. Uh, it's like, yes, that is part of it, but that's very micro, extremely small. We are caught up in a bigger narrative. Come on, we are caught up in something so much bigger, but not even the language, we're not caught. We are invited to partner with God in the macro and the meso purpose that he has for this world. And that is exciting. But like I said, if we can recalibrate our understanding of purpose to embrace God's overall purpose, it can help us better identify our individual purpose. We can't allow the micro to inform the macro. We need the macro, the overall, to inform. It's always the guitarist. Do you, do you know there's a moment where I was like, oh, it's me. It's all about me, isn't it? I just knew it. Anyway, see that the process of elimination? Yeah, it's, yeah it's, that has happened before. So, the macro informs the micro. We can't let the small individual inform the macro. And do you matter? Yes, of course you do. I'm not saying this. Please don't get offended. God knows every single hair in your head. God knew you in your mother's womb. He cares about you so personally, so individually. But we cannot get so caught up in the individual that we forget that God created us to be communal, part of something bigger. I can only be a pastor because you exist. I can only, Tim can only be a doctor because there are sick people. Yeah, it's, which we don't like, but, yeah, you can only be a teacher because there are students. If I think of myself just consistently apart from people, I miss the richness of purpose. I am part of something bigger. I am not just an individual that rocks in 
comes in, sits here and disappears. No, ask yourself the question, what am I bringing? Who am I bringing today that can actually help and build and encourage the body of Christ? Get ahead of myself here. If we only view perspective from an individual perspective, we will miss the richness of God's purpose for our lives. Let's go back to this Romans 12, verses 1 to 8. How cool is the macro, miso, micro thing, by the way? I think it's a pretty great way to understand it. Um, I'm going to jump through this quickly. I'm not going to read it all, but I've picked out six different points here about um, uh, macro, miso, micro. I've put them in their different groups. So present your bodies as a sacrifice is micro. That's my devotion. Do not be conformed to the world. That's macro, the kingdom of God. What? Why are we not conforming to the world? Because the kingdom of God is unfolding and we as people have been called to usher in the kingdom of God. So that is a macro, that is a societal thing, an overall arching thing. So do not be conformed to the kingdom of the world because I am establishing a new kingdom. Be transformed by the renewal of our minds. Micro. It's micro. Then, do not think of yourself more highly than anyone else. God has assigned you a grace to be used in the body. That is Misa. That is the church. Then you have, we are many. And just to just clarify, it's to be used in the church and outside the church as well. Yeah, so it's not all just... Focusing inwards. We are many, we are not the same, but we are members of one of another. Miso, the church. Different gifts given to us, let us use them. Miso, the church. Yet, the individual things that this verse instructs us to do are to be a living sacrifice and to renew our minds. The individual things are not be the greatest prophetess or bishop speaker that has ever lived. The individual instructions that God has given us, our individual purpose, our individual calling is to be a living sacrifice and to renew our mind. Because obviously do not be conformed to the world, but I've just broken it down into sections here. They all kind of interweave with one another. But imagine instead of realizing that my first calling as the body of Christ is to be a living sacrifice, my purpose, and to and to serve the body, to um what was it? My first calling, what did I say? And renew our minds. Alright. If I'm rocking up to church, not as a living sacrifice with an unrenewed mind. I'm going to rock up and I'm going to be like, the gift is here. I have arrived. Hello, everyone. Did you know that I can speak in tongues? Did you know that I can preach? Did you know that I uh, I've prophesied over 5,000 times with a 57% success rate? <laughs> yeah, it's like, imagine, imagine if someone rocked up and I've seen this and I've been this. Rocking up to a church and saying, the gift has arrived. I am here. Give me a platform. Give me a microphone. I am ready to live out my individual purpose. 
my gift, my purpose, my calling. It's a gospel of self versus a gospel of community. A gospel of individualism versus a gospel of corporate. If we only put our stock in what our individual purpose is, we lose the richness of what is our purpose and what is God's purpose. Some people float from church to church and never share the gift of grace God has assigned to them because they don't like certain aspects of the church. We need to think bigger. Your contribution to the body is so necessary. Some of us have gifts that are dormant because we have misunderstood our gifts. Instead of rocking up saying, here I am, serve me, what if, what if we start rocking up to church, rocking up to our communities and start saying, how can I serve the community? How can my micro serve the miso that serves the macro? What if we start rocking up saying, what do I have to offer? What gift has God graced me with to share with others? Not only would we outwork our own purpose individually, we would outwork purpose through the church and of the kingdom collectively. What's the overall purpose? What is our overall purpose as people who've been called out into a new society? It's to usher in that society. What is our purpose of being called into a church or a parachurch community or into just a, a community of love? It is to love one another, that everyone should have everything that they need. You know, when we look at the, the book of Acts, a lot of us think that, that everyone had what everyone needed. And we think just purely financial. But it's so much more than financial because sometimes someone just needs a hug. Sometimes someone just needs an encouragement. Someone, sometimes someone just needs two older men to come and pray for them. You know, sometimes that's what we just need. <laughs> two, two same age men to come and pray. Yeah. Sometimes we just need, come on, am I preaching to someone here? Sometimes we just need someone to say, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Sometimes we just need someone to come and say, hey, I have finances that you don't have and I want to help you. Sometimes we just need someone to come and say, hey, how was your week? I remember what happened in your week. Make, sometimes we just need someone to come and say, actually, I have a gift of service. Can I come and help you clean your backyard this week? Sometimes we just need someone to say, hey, come along. Come have a cup of tea and we're going to pray for you at, at our house. Sometimes we just need someone to come alongside us and say, I am here for you. We are part of the same body and I've been called to serve this body. If we only ever think of our purpose as individual, we're going to bounce around until we find some place, some environment willing to facilitate our selfishness. Maybe we need to lay that down today and say, I am here because I've been called to be here. I might not feel great today, but I have a purpose within this community. I have value within this community. You know, I think sometimes the kids can be so annoying 
Those twins. Yes. But they have as much value as you and I do in this community. Because they remind us what it's like to be young and to be vibrant and alive and cranky and just to feel the full spectrum of emotions. Yeah? They remind us. Sometimes we need the same age as me and older people to walk, to walk alongside us and say, it's going to be okay. We've been through something like this before. Can we walk with you? Sometimes we need the young people, young professionals, to come along and, say, and show us what it's like to be live a really driven, determined life whilst they're in the middle of it. Sometimes we need the uni students to come and show us what poverty looks like. I'm joking. Yeah, sometimes we need everyone. The miso. But do you know what? The micro is not, we're not kicking the micro out. But we're informing the micro through the macro, through the miso, to the place of what is my individual purpose? I realize this. I'm the pastor here because I've been called to be the pastor here. Not because I am exceptionally brilliant. Not because I preach amazing words and I keep my emotions intact all the time. It's not that, it's because this is what my purpose is. So I can either sit back and rob you of my gift and say, actually, I am the pastor, I'm pastoral, and we can help you find out what your gift will, like we can just chat about it later on. But it's like, I can either hold back and say, oh, I'm gonna rob you because I want a bigger platform. I want more, I want more, I want to be, I want a larger Instagram profile or something like that. And I can focus on the individual, I can say that, by me just being who God has called me to be, the body is better. The body is strengthened. Imagine if your kneecap, and this has happened, or your knee is just like, I want to be my own being. I am the greatest kneecap there ever is. You know, I actually found this out. When there's one leg that overcompensates, it actually impacts the other leg after a period of time. So something that takes too much of the, I'm going to do too much, my hip actually started to get sore, or this hip started to get sore because I was overcompensating. You know, the body needs to work and function amongst each other. That's why I said there's a space here. Come and pray. Come and encourage one another. There's a space here because we need to realize that as the body, we need to function as a body. It's weird just to get up and watch a kneecap just dance for 45 minutes. You know, it's like we need a function as a body. So we need to realize that my micro, yes, God has given me a micro individual purpose, but he's also given me a meso and a macro purpose. The kingdom of God, the church of Christ, the individual, my gifts, my skills, my talents, how I've been called to serve, my individual devotion of being a living sacrifice and having a life, living a life of devotion to God, that is my individual purpose. Or, by the way, I'm also a pastor. Oh, by the way, I also really love soil. Oh, by the way, I'm a doctor. This is how I outwork these things. Martin Luther King Jr. is an amazing man, and his quote is, Everyone has the power for greatness, not for fame, but greatness, because greatness is determined by service. 
Rick Warren, who wrote The Purpose Driven Life, says you cannot fulfill God's purpose for your life while focusing on your own plans. The, Rick Warren also says the only really happy people are those who have learned how to serve. You can argue with those things as much as you want, but I can testify to them. If you're struggling to find purpose in your life, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you what your purpose is on the macro and the mesa. Your purpose is to help establish the kingdom of God on earth, transforming society. Come on, you've got your first purpose. Your mesa purpose is to be a member of the body of Christ, the church, outworking the ministry of reconciliation, which is sharing the gospel with the world. Second purpose, your micro purpose, your gifts, skills, talents used to serve, to know God in devotion and intimacy. Lisette, she's a um, HR consultant. And one day I was just like, why isn't she on the board? <laughs> why isn't someone who has a degree in HR on our board? So I was like, Lisette, can you come on the board? So she came on the board to serve the church, which establishes the kingdom. Come on, let's be people who live full of purpose, who ask the question, what do I have that can serve the body? If we only view purpose from an individual perspective, we will miss the richness of God's purpose for our lives. So let's think differently. Let's think as though we are part of a community. Let's think as though, how can I serve this community? How, what gift do I have to bring? And do you know what? Just come and talk to me. Just come and talk to someone. This, we're not, we're going to remember who you are. There's not a massive amount of people here. Come and say, this is what I feel I can bring to the body. And then we'll say, all right, let's, let's create that space, yeah? Let's create that space. Come on, let's pray. You did that on purpose. <laughs> I want to be someone who does things on purpose. I want to be someone that says that, actually, when I rock up, I'm not, I'm not just bringing my weak and all the things that have gone wrong. I'm actually just I'm bringing the gift that God has graced me with. He's assigned to me. God, I pray that you would highlight in every single person's heart that we are called to your kingdom first. To establish and transform society, the new society, the kingdom of God. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us on the meso, that we would understand that we are part of an organization, a church, a body of people who are called to serve the world, to be part of the ministry of reconciliation, that when we come together, we build each other up and we send each other out. And God, I just pray for the individuals. Lord, I pray that we would lay down those idols that says that I come first, my individual purpose dictates everything else. Lord, I pray that we would recognize that you have gifted us in your mercy and kindness. And we thank you, God, for what you have gifted us with, what you've purposed us for. 
Oh Lord, we just come and we lay it down at your feet and say, for your kingdom, everything for your kingdom. Lord, I pray there'll be a boldness to share what that, that gifting or that purpose is. Or even if we don't know what the language is, just to say, um, have the words to describe what we're, we're trying to trying to say. Lord, we just thank you that you've called us to something so much bigger than the, the micro. But you still care about the micro. You've called us to something and we want to be part of it. So Father God, we just bless your name. Jesus, we lift you above all other things. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Freedom City Podcast. If there is any way that we can help you survive and thrive in your everyday life, we'd love to connect with you. If you'd want to know more about who we are, just head to www.freedomcityfremantle.com. Until next time, take care.